eagle flies high, way up in the sky. It sees above the human eye. A different perspective, a broader directive. In doing so, it becomes more effective. Welcome to The Legal Eagle, a podcast where I examine aspects of the law that I'm passionate about. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Thomas, and my aim is to have conversations that will empower both professionals and the everyday person on the street. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Legal Eagle podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing whether children do and should get a say during divorce proceedings. This is part of our Let's Talk About It series. And you can find our previous episodes on Spotify. Here with me, I have Kokchi. Kokchi is currently a second-year law student at the National University of Singapore. Hi, Kokchi. Hi, Sarah May, and hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here today. It's great to have you on the show, Kokchi, and I believe you have some burning questions about children's involvement in divorce proceedings. Yes, I do, actually. You've read my mind. So <laughs> my first question would be, how involved are children in divorce proceedings? Yeah, so of course, adopt a very child-centric approach to divorce proceedings here in Singapore, and I believe this is the case across the board around the world. The Women's Charter here in Singapore states that the welfare of the child is of paramount consideration. Having said that, how involved a child is in a particular divorce case varies from case to case. It's not compulsory for judges to talk to children to understand the preference of, you know, who they stay with. But there's a lot of flexibility in the process because there are so many soft issues in different cases. So what I've noticed in my experience in recent cases, in deciding whether to talk to the children individually, judges have taken into account the age of the child, the ability of the child to express independent opinion, and their willingness to talk to the judge. Judges have also recognized that there are different ways to understand a child's preference other than by doing a direct interview, such as by getting a social worker to talk to and observe the child. This is especially the case for younger children. So correct me if I'm wrong, but either the judge or a social worker can talk to the child to better understand him or her? Absolutely right. But there's also something called a child representative. And this is essentially an adult who is appointed by the court that will ascertain the child's views and represent their, ch- their interests in court. For example, the child representative will answer if the judge has a question and if he or she wants to ask the child something. In order to know the child a bit better, the child representative will spend some time with this child and even request for certain specialist reports from teachers, professionals, and maybe some psychologists uh, to better understand and represent the child in that particular divorce proceeding. So a child representative is another option that judges uh, can turn to. Okay, so my sensing is that children are involved to some extent, but do you think children should be involved in these proceedings? You know, valid concerns. Research actually shows that when children are given a voice, it's actually beneficial for them. Justice Debbie Ong, who's currently the presiding judge of the Family Justice Courts here in Singapore, has mentioned that the uncertainty of the future, together with the fear of decisions being made without the involvement of a child, may actually cause particular children to sustain distress. So getting them involved could be a really good thing. Some judges refer to this as giving the child a voice, not a choice. Because they're not actually directly involved in choosing, yes, I want to go with mommy, I want to go with daddy. Um, they're actually just voicing their opinion. Sometimes it could just be as simple as what's happening in the home and how the children are being impacted by the acrimony between the parents. Hmm, okay, so like you've mentioned some benefits, but are there like negative consequences of getting children involved? Yes, the answer is absolutely yes in some cases because children may, might have to relive traumatic incidents where they just want to put it behind them. 
there are also situations where if a parent or relative knows the judge is going to talk to the child, they might put lots of pressure on this child and just, you know, spread lies about the other party to the children. Like, oh, tell the judge that mommy did this or daddy did this. And that's a lot to handle for a child, especially when the children are young. Even when they're teenagers, it's a lot for a kid to handle, especially when they're kind of caught in between this tug of war between mom and dad. Something that I've sometimes seen is where parents ask kids to write letters to a judge and then it's annexed in an affidavit. I often think this is actually, it can be quite difficult, a difficult position to put the child in because they're kind of forced to kind of say negative things about the other parent, which I think can be quite destructive. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like they hurt a child a lot, but how do you think we can reduce the impact on children if they are to be involved in these kind of proceedings? Yeah, great question. So if there's a slight chance that a child might be more traumatized from being involved, then I would suggest that there would be as like there should be as little involvement as possible. And this is where the discretion and flexibility comes into play. Justice Debbie Ong has laid out some guidelines when involving children in divorce proceedings. Some of these guidelines include the maturity of the child, as I've said earlier, asking open-ended questions, not asking questions that might force the child to pick between parents. Federal family caught again. And I think lastly, apart from listening to children, something that has really left an impression on me is when I spoke to Diana Bryant, who's the former Chief Justice of the Federal Family Court in Australia. And she said that we have to let children know that the courts are taking into consideration their opinion and that the children do have a voice, but not necessarily a choice. So it's listening to them as well as telling and reassuring these children that they are being listened to. And she mentions this is something that social workers and judges must take note of. And I absolutely agree with her. These sound like pretty good ideas. And you mentioned Australia just now. So do you know how things are being done in other countries? From what I understand, most of the fundamentals are roughly the same, but it does vary from country to country and obviously subject to the jurisdictional kind of principles. But in the UK, as long as the children are above the age of 10, you have access to a judge. In India, on the other hand, a child's desire is considered as long as they're over nine. And then you look at countries like places like California, and the child is able to state a custodial preference if he or she is at least 14. So comparing those countries and states to Singapore, I don't think we have a mandated cutoff age here in Singapore, and it's really up to the judges themselves. There are also some countries where it's compulsory for judges to speak to children above a certain age. I think that's quite common in European countries. And although to me, the idea is good in theory, I have heard some retired judges say that it might not be ideal because some of the judges might not be actually understand the nuances of speaking to the child and the psychological issues at hand. And it would actually be better for social workers or psychologists to be the ones that interview the children and then generate a specialist report that's being used in evidence for the judge to consider. So you have two things kind of at play here. And I guess it's a matter of opinion and experience at the end of the day. So I hope that was helpful. Oh, that's a pretty fair point, actually. I've never thought about how, you know, there could be better options than a judge yes. to children. Yes. So I guess... Thanks a lot. I think I've really learned a lot today and it's such You're a welcome. perspective on things. Yeah, well, I'm glad I did answer some of your questions. And for listeners who have questions relating to children in divorce proceedings, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, we're here. We've got some handles at Sarah May Thomas LLC. And if you've got a comment about this, do write the comments in our comment section when we do post up our Instagram posts. With that, listeners, we have come to the end of today's episode. I will just end off with one question for you. 
How do you thread the fine line between giving children a voice in proceedings, but ensuring that they're not negatively impacted by the process? Let us know if you have any thoughts. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can find us at Sarah May Thomas LLC on Instagram, LinkedIn. Please subscribe button because when you subscribe to our content, that's when more and more people can actually listen to these conversations, which I think are really important, both for the everyday man as well as someone going through a legal proceeding. So we hope you have a fabulous day. See you. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. 